shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 24, recapping game two of the WNBA Finals between the New York Liberty and the Las Vegas Aces. This was a tough one to watch, so let's get into it. Oh, boy. Uh, what can I say? Uh, I guess what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Because <laughs> We'd like it to. <laughs> What a shamble of a game for the New York Liberty. I mean, I was expecting them to fight back, and they had never lost this season back-to-back games. But this is not a punch in the mouth that they got in this game. It's a clear uppercut uh, from Mike Tyson. Uh, That first quarter from the Aces was probably the greatest first quarter in the history of the WNBA playoff. 38 points. Three pointers coming from everywhere. I mean, for goodness gracious, like Kia Stoke had two corner frees in that uh, first half. I mean, the the Liberty were just not prepared for the intensity and physicality of the Aces. Well, I think intensity is is right. You know, I think the Aces came out explosive. They came out with pace, and they always play hard defensively and that sets up their offense if they can get at you defensively because they're so quick um they were just unstoppable tonight and it you got to give credit to their defense how they prepared the liberty just looked like they weren't prepared for this one um and i think the aces got in their heads a little bit especially in that first quarter and Shots just weren't going down for the Liberty. It wasn't like they didn't have open looks as yeah. well. So, you know, the shots weren't going down for them. And they were going down for the Aces, you know. So, it was tough. Um, I think, you know, once shots actually started to, to come down, I mean, the lead was just... I mean, you ballooned to like a 22-point lead, I believe, I in mean, the first quarter. So, I knew that, obviously, the Liberty can take a punch and keep and, and keep going. But, you know, I just think the Aces, they're no, they the number one team for a reason. Um, I didn't expect this in game two, to be honest with you. I thought it would be a tighter game. You know, um, I know the Aces are unstoppable on their home court. They haven't really lost regular season. I guess we can't really count the Commissioner's Cup. But <laughs> for the regular season, they never lost. And the playoffs, they have not lost yet. So this was tough. This was a real tough one to watch. And just seeing the Liberty out of sync, basically. I think they just sort of look like the Liberty in the first half of this season. And that was that was also painful to watch. Because I don't know if it's the stress of being the WNBA Finals, the pressure... You know, wanting so bad to win that you almost let the pressure take over, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you got to give credit to the the Aces. They're not the champion for for nothing. Um, The ball movement and how fast they were passing the ball. I mean, there were times where the, the Liberty defensively were not up to par. But there were times where they were a little more aggressive and you know more to the, up to the task defensively. But the ball was moving so fast that even despite you know at times a good defense on the Liberty, they still managed to get a basket. I mean, at some point there was like such a ball movement, and then mm-hmm. Chelsea Gray got a basket to uh, beat the clock. 
And there was a great defense. I think it was Tui or Benaja that was right into a face. But even that, it wasn't enough. I mean, you could arguably uh, compare the Aces to the Golden State Warriors in, in terms of the NBA. But I think that they surpass any comparisons. They are just in their own world of greatness in terms of basketball. Uh, basketball IQ, the way they, they play, the way they're run by Becky Hammond. It, it, is, it is really hard to beat a team like that. And when you have the liberty that even offensively, like they were just forcing shots. They were not moving the ball like they used to. They were just, you know, hero basketball, hoping that someone would make a shot. I mean, at some point, Benaja had three missed shots, and thanks to Junko Jones, had other chances to score baskets, but she didn't make them. Van der Sloot, they just literally left her open, couldn't make a shot. Sabrina, completely non-existent. I mean, if it wasn't for Junko Jones, this could have been way, way worse. In this first quarter, I mean, uh, they started with a 19-2 to start the the game. They ended up mm-hmm. losing the quarter 38 to 19. I mean, down by 19 mm-hmm. by the end of the first quarter. That was not what we were expecting as Liberty fans, and I'm sure Sandy was not expecting that. Um, it's hard to tell if they were just not ready for the fight, not good enough. The Aces are just better, um, but like, I mean, at this point, even Asia Wilson, I, I just. I mentioned Kia still having two corner frees. Asia Wilson also had a free. I mean, when you're feeling that confident, and even Asia, who's not, obviously, she's not a bad shooter, but yeah. she rarely takes frees. And she took that shot with confidence. I mean, at that point, I was like, we're going to be out there for a very, very long night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that quarter, you could just throw it. In the trash, Kobe style. Kobe, you know, get it out of the way because I was that was a shamble of a quarter. But I think um, credit to the Aces. You know, I think what you see with the Aces, a team that has been coached very well, a team who they know each other very well on the court. Um, I think for the Liberty, you still see miscommunications going on, people not knowing where to go and you know, not knowing what spot they should be in sometimes. You know, you could tell Stewie's telling people where to be or JJ's trying to get her team into it and telling them where to be defensively. So it it's tough when you have one team that is so locked in and they can play with such pace that it overwhelmed the other team. And so, and the Liberty did not look like... This this match just didn't look like it was the number one seed and number two seed going at it. This looked like a number one seed going against the number eight seed almost because that's just how off the Liberty played tonight. And I think, you know, even though they tried to come back in the, you know, they did fight in the second quarter, but I think that was pretty much it for this for this whole game. And so, you know, I think what it also exposes in the Liberty, and that's something that, you know, they're definitely going to have to look at in the offseason. The weaknesses with defense. 
especially at the guard position. And it's hard because you do have some great guards. I mean, when you look at Benaja, Sabrina, and Sloot, they are excellent guards. They're excellent offensively, but the weaknesses on defense, not so much from Benaja, because I think she she's holding her own as best she can against Chelsea Gray. Some of the defense she's had on Chelsea Gray and Chelsea Gray still able to get shots, you're just going to have to live with. But... She's, she's doing as best she can, but unfortunately, what the Aces are doing to expose the weak links in Sabrina and Sloot, it's, it's painful. It's painful yeah. to watch. <laughs> I mean, let's not make it like a whole completely uh, gloom and doom uh, podcast, even though there's not a lot to uh, be cheerful about. Uh, we'll definitely go back into, uh, you know, the this defense from Sabrina and Sloot that you just mentioned. Uh, particularly in the second half. But there was a tiny bit of hope uh, in this game, which was the end of the first quarter and then the second quarter. Uh, End of the first quarter, she brought uh, Sandy, she brought um, uh, Marion Johannes into the court. She had a free and a crazy pass for Stewie. And you were like, okay, this is the fight that we needed. Mm -hmm. And then miraculously, Sabrina... Uh, realized that she can do other things than scoring frees and start attacking the basket. She provoked uh, two quick fouls on uh, Jackie Young and, and score uh, some points at the free throw lines. Uh, so you were like, okay, like, you know, we got uh, TKO in, in five minutes and now we're sort of like uh, coming back a little bit. And that second quarter, I mean... I don't know. I was excited because I was like, can we make the greatest comeback in the history of the WNBA? Uh, and you got to give credit to John Cole Jones. I mean, yeah. this woman, I mean, she I feel the team together. I feel for her because she has lost two finals so far with Connecticut in 2019 and last year against the Aces. She signed with the Liberty with the hope of obviously getting her first title. And she gave everything she got on that court. I mean, fighting for every single rebound. And she was getting fouled. She was hard getting too. fouled pretty much every single time. Yeah. Uh, the ref didn't give half of the fouls that she was receiving. Fighting for those offensive boards because the teammates couldn't make shots. Mm-hmm. You know, demanding the ball in the paint, getting those pick and rolls, and you know, getting those shots in the paint incredible performance in the first half by Junko Jones. She ended up with 19 points and 10 rebounds in the first half alone. Once again with a double-double, eight straight double-double. She pretty much has a double-double in every single playoff game that the Liberty played this season. Um, And next thing you know, the Liberty are making a comeback and at some point they were down by... Uh, six. six, I think, mm-hmm. and they could have even had a chance to uh, reduce that gap uh, once again. But that is through JJ. That is through being more aggressive on defense, um, you know, moving the ball more, uh, just showing that they want this game and want to win. And, you know, we ended up, you know, being down by eight at halftime. But with the first quarter that the Aces had, you almost feel like it's a miracle that we're down by eight. And that could have been even lower than that. Um, So, you know, at this point, did you think that there was still a hope after, like, you know, the first quarter that we had, like, just witnessed? I was thinking, you know, with JJ, yeah. I think, you know, 
she definitely brought her team back into this and put the team on her back, really. You know, as I said in the last podcast, I was saying that, you know, the team will go as JJ and Benajah go. Um, unfortunately, I think, it, you know, obviously JJ was going, Benajah had a rough start, but JJ put the team on her back. So kudos to her. She gave everything she could in that first half. And, you know, yeah, being down by eight, you can chip away at that. You chipped away at a 19-point lead. At one point, I think it ballooned to 22. So they chipped it all the way down to to just six. And then um, at the end of the half, you know, the Aces got another bucket to be up by eight. But yeah, you definitely felt like, okay, if they can come in the third quarter and keep chipping away, this could really be a game to go yeah. back and forth. I knew just looking at the Aces and how they were playing, Liberty are going to have to reset. They're, they just needed a reset and forget Chuck quarter one out the window and build off of the second quarter. And so I thought, you know, they definitely had a chance. My, I would say my one gripe with the coaching staff is their use of Maureen Johannes. You know, I think when you see Maureen out there, she can be almost a decoy. If you want to start seeing Sabrina get some shots up or even Benijah, they're starting to double-team Marine. That leaves someone open. That's going to leave a shooter open. And they just didn't work that effectively, I think. I think, you know, obviously, Marine doesn't need much space to get a shot off. When she made that three, a hand was in her face. So, you know, obviously, they're going to double-team her and try to trap her. But that also leaves players open. And so I think if Sandy could just play that up even more, but she just doesn't give Maureen the minutes, I feel like, to get Maureen going in a game. She keeps, she has her in for a few minutes, pulls her out, brings Sloop back in. And I think you have a better shot playing Maureen and Sabrina together than Maureen and Sloot or Sloot and Sabrina because right now you need points and the points aren't coming from your starting lineup right now, except for JJ. Yeah. And so, you know, at halftime, we're down by eight, a little bit of hope. But now we're going to go back to, you know, the main topic that you mentioned, uh, the guards of the New York Liberty. And uh, as I'm reading just, uh, you know, some of the um, quotes from the postgame conference, uh, something very telling. Sandy Bernardo just said that, you know, they spoke about how bad uh, they started the last game in the first quarter and the same thing happened. We talked about transition defense and nobody was out there on anyone. She highlighted uh highlighted the guards struggling and we're gonna have to talk about it i mean that's that's painful to bring this up but the weaknesses of this game were kutna vanderslut and sabrina unesco and particularly sabrina unesco i mean that was their plan i mean you could tell that was the aces plan was basically to expose sabrina and jackie young As they were saying, she feasted on that matchup, you know, and they are winning that every single time. If if it is one-on-one between her and Sabrina, Jackie Young, or even Kelsey Plum, whomever is on Sabrina, the likelihood is you can get to the basket. And so you have a higher percentage of getting to the basket and getting that bucket. You know, I think for Slew, my thing for Slew is just you have a younger team in the Aces, and so... To me, she's just getting beat just on speed. Um, And I think that's where it comes in. And sometimes what her fault may be is she tries to go and help, which leaves one of the guards open, which you just can't do. Mm. Um, Zone does not work because you're just not quick enough. Once 
they get going and that ball is popping for the aces, the Liberty can't catch up. They just can't. It breaks their defense down. And you saw it multiple times, even if they tried it. <laughs> like someone scoring a three. It's someone scoring a three, either Kelsey Plum or Jackie Young. And unfortunately, in this game, it just highlighted, it just highlighted the weaknesses on defense, especially at the guards position, with the exception of Benijah, because I think Benijah has a handful with Chelsea Gray. To guard Chelsea Gray, it is a tremendous task yeah. alone. Benijah does her best on that. And I, I you know, I'm not going to fault Benijah on that part because I think she, she has a handful with Chelsea. And so... She's doing all she can, and she needs her teammates to do all they can. But unfortunately, it is really hard to watch when they isolate, when they pick on Sabrina, and they pick on her all the time. I mean, uh, I love uh, reading tweets from uh, you know current players or former players because they know the game so well that mm-hmm. you know they're usually very um, you know very good at analyzing analyzing what's going on and so Skylar Diggins-Smith who uh you know he's a free agent and uh come to Brooklyn uh maybe <laughs> that's something that the New York Liberty is gonna have to uh maybe uh look into for uh, the offseason but basically she's saying that Vegas uh is using Sabrina as the duck or pigeon no shade just terms obviously and you know no there's obviously the the pun with the ducks, the you know yeah. of Oregon, um, but she was basically saying that what that what that means is that uh, they're attacking her every time or exploding, creating mismatches with her, and so at this point, like it's blatant, like they're not even hiding it, like yeah. every single play yeah. that they're gonna run is gonna start with whoever. Uh, Sabrina is guarding and they're gonna attack you and at some point it was it was hard to watch because there were times where I'm not even sure she was even trying or like even the the aces didn't have to try that hard to like you know be you with quickness or whatever they just had to drive to the basket and she couldn't follow and therefore you saw like several times uh, John Cole Jones being so frustrated because as the center like you obviously have to come and help uh, if you which see a guy, which leaves after <laughs> yeah. that Asia or you know yeah. someone else open or whoever's cutting to the basket, or it's like pick your poison. I'm like, I'm gonna, am I gonna beat you with someone cutting to the basket, or I'm just mm-hmm. gonna pass for a corner free uh, mm-hmm. with Kelsey Plum or Chelsea Gray? Like at at that point, it's just like like it's three against five, pretty much. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it's four against five, definitely. But you know, Studer was also. Uh, struggling and and it's just really hard. Like there's nothing you can do um, if your guards defend at, at this level. And you know, obviously the the playoff and the finals is different beast than the regular season. But I felt like you know, especially the games in New York, and maybe that's the only hope we could get was the fact that Sabrina and Slut were able to bring more intensity on defense, be disruptive in terms of like mm-hmm. trying to steal the ball and making it hard for the passes. Um, but those two games, I mean, they've been exposed like I've never seen before in the, in the final. And if they are at that level for game three, I mean, forget about getting a chance to win a single game in this series. Like, it's, it's going to be a, a, a sweep if we don't change anything. Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be hard because, Sandy, those are your starters. And you haven't really... The only people she's used so far is KT, Dolson... 
and Marine. And so when you think about it, 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 it almost feels like you just don't have enough to go up against the aces. And, and I feel weird saying that because I feel like you do. We've seen these two teams go at it and we've seen the Liberty beat the aces. I just think playoff wise, it's a battle and the aces have definitely turned it up a notch. And it almost feels like the Liberty have not turned it up a notch. They've kind of remained where they are. And it does feel a little like the Liberty of the first half of the season. And the only bright spot right now is JJ for them. And I think, and I can understand her frustration because she pretty much did everything in the first half. But unfortunately in the second half, she only, well, she only scored three points. Um, and so that it's just really hard to watch the way they pick apart the Liberty's defense and the way they do pick on Sabrina. They definitely pick on her. And so that forces others to come and help her, which leaves a person open. And so, and with them not really missing that many shots, that doesn't help. And so, and with the Liberty missing so many shots, especially open shots, you're just you're just digging yourself a hole. I mean, I'm hoping that when they come back to New York that they can work on these things and be more relaxed. You know, again, I don't know if the pressure is getting to them, um, the intensity, but I think for everyone on that starting lineup, they got to relax. They got to have fun with this. They, you know, and not... Maybe they're just too tightly wound up. I don't know. But this is not the Liberty team that we have seen, especially in the second half of this season. I mean, Junko Jones said after the game that they have to respond. Things are just a little too easy for the Aces. They have to dig deeper, be tougher, make things harder, come out with more grit. I mean, this is the WNBA final. Like, you know, opportunities like that are not going to come every season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. Is John Cole Jones going to decide to yeah. re-sign for, you know, a couple of seasons for the Liberty or just decide to go somewhere else? I mean, you would hope that uh, Stewie... Uh, would resign as well. It, it, it's funny because like a couple of weeks ago, you're so hopeful, and then in the split second, like things could just like explode so quickly. Uh, that's the beauty and uh, and the drama of sports. Uh, you have no guarantee. You can have mm-hmm. so many highs and lows in in such a short amount of time. But I think like that was my one concern about the Liberty um, to start the season. Obviously. With the acquisitions that we've had, we were there to compete with the Aces and be among the favorites. My only issue is that, you know, the way the roster is built, you know, I felt like we clearly lacked, you know, guard depth in terms of guards. Mm-hmm. Um, because you only have Marine coming on the court for either Sabrina or Sloot. You don't have really anybody else. I mean, Justin Willoughby, I wouldn't necessarily consider her as a guard. She's more like a free player. Um, and then afterwards, you only have, like, bigs. You only have Dawson, uh, Saboli, who is a rookie, is not going to play a lot. You got Anshu that pretty much didn't really play this season. You have KT that I think maybe, you know, could play a little bit more, bring that toughness on defense. But she's not a god either. Like, you know, she's like a small forward uh, slash forward. So I feel like the way the roster was constructed, you know, against a team like the Aces that has such chemistry with the lineup, it almost doesn't matter that they don't really have a bench because their starting lineup is so strong and their guards are so good that they can pretty much have 
mismatches like in against any team. Um, you know, Jackie Young is. You know, I was reading some articles that they were saying that maybe she's the 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 change maker of that series because at this very moment mm-hmm. there's nobody that can stop her. There's no one. I mean, when she takes off to the basket, no one pretty. I mean, no one has been able to really stop her. I mean, JJ got a block, <laughs> but that was about it. You know, I think. You know, for Jackie Young, she has really built her game into something spectacular. And you just have to applaud her because starting where she began her career to where she is now, you just have to applaud her effort and just her fight and grit to get to this stage and to get to this moment. And I think that is something for all players to watch looking at her. And I'm a Liberty fan. And I was yelling I was yelling at the television tonight like <laughs> Sabrina I need you to match Jackie Young's energy <laughs> like I need you to match that energy and it just wasn't there and I felt like Jackie Young just made her look like she was a rookie and it yeah. was just like this is painful and this is not the Sabrina we're used to seeing and so it was just so painful to watch and I think yes hopefully with the New York crowd they will come out and be better but their backs are against the wall. They have to respond. JJ's right. Your backs are against the wall. You were about to get swept <laughs> if you don't come through for game three. I mean, um, you know, if, you, uh, if you're a hater of New York and the New York Liberty, you must yeah. be, like, so happy right now because everything that is playing out right now is probably uh, comforts all the haters online, on Twitter, and anybody that... You know, say things about Sabrina and question why uh, Brennan Stewart got MVP. Uh, all those things are proving them right, unfortunately. And that, that pains me because I love those players. That's my team. And they carry us through uh, the whole season. But, yeah, I just really hope that, you know, they come with a different ma- mentality, uh, that they come fighting. I mean, you know, Brennan Stewart as well, even though she had 14.13 rebounds, she also had once again a, a poor shooting night, and overall in those playoffs, she's thirty six percent from the um, yeah. from the field. Um, I feel like you know she's forcing a lot of shots. She doesn't let the game come to her, and uh, you know a lot of four shots. You know, try to attack the. You know, like she has those shots where she's like sort of having a layup or sort of a jumper at the same time, mm-hmm. um, and you know I don't know. I feel like. Obviously, she wants to do her best to uh, carry a team, but... Um, but you it's know. tough, though, because, you know, again, you do have to give kudos to the Aces' offense. They collapse on people very quickly. And the minute JJ... I mean, you saw it. JJ would get the ball. Kelsey would come over real quick to try to disrupt that whole possession. She got a jump ball with, with JJ out of it at one point. You know, um, Stewie gets the ball... Same thing. Someone's going to come over. Someone rotates over really fast and they can get back to the to their to their person very quickly. And it just it didn't help the Liberty that shots weren't going down because they definitely had some open looks. It's just difficult when the shots aren't going down, you begin to force it. You you know, you get out of rhythm, you get into your head and letting the game just flow freely and come to you. And on the other side, the game is flowing freely and smoothly for the opposing team. And so, but you're also on their home court. 
the crowd is backing uh, them. Yeah, you the know, crowd, that crowd, yeah, crowd is, is loud, is loud and intense. Just... And so, you know, the hope is that the Liberty can come back and win games three and four. They have to respond in game three if they want to stay in it. This is do or die for them. And so, you know, I definitely think JJ has that chip on her shoulder. She's definitely going to fight. You know, also Benijah too. I mean, Benijah has to, she has to get points on the board. I know she has a, a, a huge job defending Chelsea Gray, but she's going to also have to contribute and not four shots as well. Stewie the same. I mean, you got to get at least three out of the five in double figures, but high double figures, not like 10, 10, and 10. <laughs> I mean, listen, so far, I think the the stats is that uh, there hasn't been in the history of the WNBA a team that has come back from a, a 2 a deficit in the final. The record so far, uh, 0, 0 for 17. Uh, and the only time that a team forced a game five, I think, was uh, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Mercury. So only once a team, after being 2-0 uh, down, you know, won the two games and forced a game five. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible because with the New York crowds, um, anything can can happen. Anything is possible. Um, so I do have a, a, a slight hope. But they're no, going to have to come up with a different mentality. And Sandy even mentioned, um, you know, when she was asked what was the message in the locker room, she said, I wasn't happy. Uh, it's more like I challenged my team. Uh, we're going to our home court and playing in front of our home fans. I challenged them to be better be angry with this effort and come back and fight. Like, that's what we're asking. Like, fighting. Like, fighting yeah. like your life depends on it. And to, like, you know, give... I mean, this is the first final game in New York since 2002. Um, I mean, at least for, for women's basketball. Um, so, I mean, I think the Knicks, uh, the last uh, men's team, I think it was 1999. So, that's even further. Um, but I mean, it's a do or die situation. Like you don't, you don't even look at game four, game five at this point. It's just mm-hmm. game three. Give everything you got. Get like you know the six, uh, you know, woman, the crowd going to get you like you know pumped up. But you gotta come up with something because I don't want to see the Aces win their title in New York. Like that's just like the ultimate insult. But I also think the coaches have to look at what actually works. And you. So what actually worked? Tell me, because uh, well, what what if you're the no, coach? I mean, obviously, you know, it's easier it's said hard. than done. But it's what do you do? It's easier said than done. But your starting lineup is not working, and I think you have a better shot at playing Marine more. Hmm. I'm not saying that she has to start, but you need to bring her in earlier. Do you think and, you should bring like someone like uh, Kayla Ford as well? Or? Yeah, definitely. You need defense. You need that defensive presence. I think you got to switch out um, Sabrina and Sloot at times. I so think you, are you so. telling me that you would put Vendersloot and Sabrina Inescu on the bench to start game three? Not to start. Oh, no, okay. I wouldn't okay. bench them to start. Like I think you bring in. Obviously, I think you should bring in KT at some point, seeing how the first quarter goes. You know, I think that just goes with the flow of the game. But I do think for Vandersloot, there needs to be a back and forth with her and Marine. I don't think you play Vandersloot the entire first quarter. I think you you gotta mix it up and maybe go half and half if you can. Like, Marine needs more minutes, and you know Marine is going to draw attention. And so 
use her as a decoy even. I mean, she's going to get shots off. I do think that. But yeah. when they start double teaming her, somebody is going to be open. Like, And the way she passes, the way she she's quick with her passes, the likelihood she's going to get it to you and you're going to be wide open for a layup, you know, mid-range shot or, you know, a three. And so I think, you know, you got to play her more. And I, it would be regrettable if you don't. I just I just think Slu cannot keep up with the pace of the Aces once they go on their runs. She is left in the dust, unfortunately. It's just that's what you've seen these last two games. I don't think it's really going to change. And so, you know, the pace of the Aces is really overwhelming the Liberty right now, and they have to pick it up. And so especially Sabrina and Slu, they have to pick it up because if not, your team will go home on Sunday. All right, so... Game three is this Sunday, um, October 15th, uh, 3 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, Eastern Time. New York people, you got to show up. You yeah. got to come to the Barkers. I know, like, you know, the tickets might be expensive right now. Uh, <laughs> luckily, we have our, you know, season tickets, so we got a little discount. But you got to do everything you can. Even, like, I don't know, just showing up, uh, showing up outside the Barclays, bring some noise. Uh, bring showing, every rally towel. I yeah. think we have like fifteen rally towels at this in you our know, apartment. We need the uh, you know the you know Ellie, the timeless torches, the, little torches, the the Sea Foam Army, uh, aka the Liberty guys, uh, New York uh, Liberty Fan TV. Bring everyone. everybody, your family, your kids. <laughs> we want everybody at the Barclays to make. I hope that we have eighteen thousand people. On Sunday to make the you know the loudest noise you can think of uh, at the Barclays to terrorize. Uh, I mean, it might not be the right word, but like to bring the rockers to the Barclays to lift those ladies and give them a chance to win that game. And then after that, let's move on to Game Four. You know, every game is a battle, but we cannot you know go without a fight and lose three zero. So. You know, let's bring it up. Let's try to still have some hope. I know I was feeling really down and negative uh, on this podcast, but it was it was tough to watch today. But, you know, tomorrow is another day. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> We're going to bring it back to New York, and we still have a chance. So yep. let's bring it up. And uh, as we always say, Felicia, let's, let's go, go Liberty! Liberty!